Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. I think what, what they're going to remember for is they won the SEC championship and they won 43 games and they had like, what, one guy on the all-SEC all team? It's very rare. You win the SEC championship and, you know, you look at Florida, what, they had five, a couple of second teamers? I mean, it was something else. And so it was just a bunch of guys that played as a team and they won a championship, you know? Hope they get celebrated in 10 years, you know, and they come back and, you know, I bet they're all doing something pretty good. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Welcome in Out of Bounds here on 103.7 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon. This afternoon, it is going to be a Reaction Tuesday since we didn't really have a whole lot of show yesterday, but... Still plenty of things to react to today, and it's presented by Fleet Management Services, so we're going to have some fun with that by talking about all the things that we want to react to in the world of sports, and we want to hear from you. 501-661-1037 is that number to call or text in. You can get after us in the Asher Record Live Fan Feedback, after me on Twitter, at Neighbors. and today we are going to talk a lot of Razorback baseball for obvious reasons. We're going to have Andrew Ellis join us in the 2 o'clock hour. Trent Daniel can't join us in studio today as uh, he had some uh, some conflicts, but he's going to join us uh, later on in the week. So we look forward to catching up with him. But Hunter Holland, also from uh, McCard's Barbecue, thanks in part to that. Uh, he'll be joining us to recap the season that was, and that is the unfortunate part about today, is that we have to say the season that was, as the season is officially over for Razorback Baseball. Coming to an end yesterday by the hands of TCU, who was just a team that seemed to be on another level, especially offensively especially uh, where the way that they've been playing in postseason play. Uh, it's frustrating for Razorback fans. I know they're disappointed. Many people are disappointed, but uh, that is baseball. That's the way it goes, and Arkansas is going to have to wait until next year if they want to try to finally and at some point in time get that national championship, that College World Series that they've been so much seeking after over the past 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Baseball is a hard game, and that's what people have to understand, that nothing comes easy. And even if you do have, and you can look at all sports to say this, that even if you do have these great regular seasons, when you get to postseason, it's different. It's a different style of play. It's different as far as some teams approach and uh, how they're, they're playing you, how they're defending you in certain ways. And these are teams that you're not familiar with a lot of times once you get to postseason play. So there's nothing that's ever easy about it, no matter if you're the number one overall seed or you're one of these top seeds, you still have to put in the work once you get to this point, keep your season going and striving to win a championship. Yeah, I mean, that's the ultimate goal. And we know that with postseason play, no matter the sport, it's always difficult to win a championship. It's difficult to navigate through it. And whether it's matchups, whether it's uh, dealing with injuries, whether it's just one of them days, which happens a lot of times too, 
uh, that's that's kind of what makes the difference between you know advancing far into the uh, regionals or super regionals or even the World Series or going home early. And uh, for Arkansas, a team that was a national seed, uh, their highest seed that they had had in, uh, since 2021 and the only second time, I guess, at least in uh, the SEC era, that they've been a national seed that high in the top four. Uh, they they just uh, they just had couldn't get anything going defensively against TCU and really offensively. Uh, I mean it was just a it's a thing of that you got to tip the hat to uh, what the Horn Frogs were able to do. I've never seen anything like it. Just a, an offensive powerhouse from them where no matter what they were doing they they were getting contact they were getting hits they were getting home runs and the entire batting order was the one that was doing it. And I was there at Bomb Walker yesterday, Joe, and I thought it was so funny maybe not uh, in a good way but funny when you know when you see up there on the jumbotron or on the screen and they have stats and they have who's up to bat and everything they have the lineup for both teams when they're batting and it shows their batting average and i look down up and down that that tcu batting average for the season and every single one i think the worst one was like 298 Uh, i mean that's incredible it's like you just see that, and it's like, my goodness, it's they don't seem to have a weakness even at the bottom of the order. The guy's like batting two ninety eight, and it just was too much for him to overcome. So again, uh, a lot of credit goes to TCU, but uh, it's a it's a very disappointing thing where you know you think about what Arkansas went through this year, and of course overcoming the injuries, still winning the SEC, still winning the SEC West, uh, but for them to have their earliest exit since twenty seventeen uh, was not something I think a lot of people were expecting but hey like you said that's kind of the way it is in baseball and uh, it's kind of the way it is when you get with these matchups that sometimes these teams just don't match up very well with you and that's unfortunately what happened with Arkansas this game yesterday the second time that Arkansas and TCU played in the regional TCU took the lead in the bottom of the sixth and they never turned back from there it's like that kind of opened the floodgates where they take the lead in that game and then they just keep scoring they scored in the sixth seventh and eighth innings and, of course, they don't even play the bottom of the ninth inning because they're the home team. They had the game won at that point once they got through the top of the ninth. Yeah, when the first game happens, that there's just blowout city. You, you mailed it in. You're just like, hey, let's, uh, let's try to save as much as we can and get ready for the next game and the next opportunity to play TCU. And I honestly, honestly thought Arkansas got off to the start that they needed to get off to when they, of course, were batting first. Uh, they were really doing a good job. Uh, against Cam Brown, who's who's been you know a guy who's been pretty solid for them. They get bases loaded. They only have one out. They score a run. Uh, but when that happens, and you only get that one run, that's kind of a thing where it just doesn't make you feel pretty good because you know how many runs you're going to have to score if you're wanting to beat that team. And uh, from the early going, it looked okay for Arkansas, and they had a back and forth. And Arkansas had that. I guess it was the, yeah the fifth inning where they scored three runs to take the lead, but. Uh, at some point in time, the the chickens were going to come home to roost, and that that pitching was going to wear down, and TCU was going to take advantage of it, and and that's what happened. It, it's just you didn't have, you didn't have enough, you didn't have enough in the gas tank, and now you got to look towards next season and hopefully uh, get some guys back that you need back. Hopefully uh, get some guys from recruiting, transfer portal, all those things. But uh, I think it's uh, disappointing for everybody because we were hoping that hey, baseball would be able to go all the way through June or at least another couple weeks, but. Uh, here it is at the end, uh, or at the very beginning of June, and the season's over. It's almost so weird because you think about it, like 2017 seems like so long ago when Arkansas had this early exit, and you're just kind of sitting here like, man, this is this is weird seeing everybody else in the Super Regionals, and Arkansas is not one of those teams. It's a weird feeling. Yeah, and there were so many SEC teams that made the NCAA tournament field and had the chance to move on to the Super Regionals, but you know, in reality, not all those teams are going to win and move on, especially when. Like now in the Super Regionals, you have some of those teams that are matched up against each other. You do know that some of those teams will move on to the College World Series, but the numbers just keep dwindling as you get farther along the way as far as the steps and trying to get to the College World Series. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at the just the teams that are left in the Super Regionals, and there's a lot of teams that may surprise some people to see them in there. You know, you think about what Alabama's done, and you know them getting to the super regionals and and what they went through over the past uh, month or two and, and what they were able to do. Of course, uh, Oral Roberts being one of those teams that gets there, and uh, Southern Miss is a team, and Tennessee both getting into that position. And people probably see TCU and even say the same thing as well. So uh, there, there's just a, a lot of surprises and, and a lot of tough things that you have to go through. But I think with Dave Van Horn, I know we'll hear from him, have some audio to play from him as well. He kind of laid it out pretty nicely, where he's just like, you know. 
Yeah, people look at the, the season and how great it was, which was a great year, but this team was just, because of the injuries, because of the, the depth and everything, they were a team that could handle themselves for a three-game series, and they could find ways to win and, and make it work. But once you have a weekend where you have to play more than just three games and you got to go into that pitching and uh, you, you go up against really high-quality teams like TCU, uh, it, it's just t- tough to overcome that uh, when you've kind of been – that's been your – bread and butter all year long is just doing enough to win that three-game series. But uh, in the regionals, and even when you would get to Omaha, too, you got to have uh, more than just a three-game series, guys. You know, you got to have more than the three-game series team. you got to have a, a team that can overcome uh, a lot of different things and, and put it together. And uh, it just wasn't Arkansas's year this year for that. Well, whenever we get into postseason play, that's the first thing that comes to mind for most people, and that's what everybody mentions. We need to make sure that the pitching is lined up a certain way. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure... You know, once you go to the SEC tournament, that's why it's always the big debate. Do you want to win this thing or do you want to just go in and play freely? And whatever the results are, if you happen to win, then that's fine. But you want to have your pitching lined up not only from that tournament on, but through the regional. And then if you're fortunate enough to get to the Super Regional College World Series, that always seems to be the most important part of it is having that pitching lined up. And now that we're here basically 24 hours after the game ends and after the season has ended, I think uh, mostly people's emotions have calmed down a little bit. I guess the question becomes, when you look towards next year in the future, are people, which I know there are, I'm asking the question you know, metaphorically, but are there people out there that think that there needs to be coaching changes and, and staffing changes? Are there people out there that feel like uh, it's never going to happen and it's just uh, this is it it's never going to get to the point to when they win a championship uh, people are already tired of Dave Van Horn I saw some people tweeting out that stuff too it, it's just a matter of what do you think needs to happen or is it just one of those years like do you just chalk it up to where hey those years happen like there's teams that have been really good that have had great years and you know great regular seasons and have it all going for them but fall short in the regionals, you're just chalking up to one of those years and you just keep it moving status quo. Uh, that's the question of just what do people think should happen, needs to happen, or needs not to happen moving forward going into next year too. Of course, it's reactionary at the end of the season for any team. Whenever their season comes to an end, oh, yeah. everybody reflects on it to think about what happened throughout the season and then how do you spin it forward to next year. And, of course, there are people that are reacting that are thinking there needs to be coaching changes and then you do start thinking about, you know, worst-case scenario. It's like, yeah, it, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. And at some point, you know, if it's not now, when is the right time to go ahead and start thinking about making some of those changes to just see if it would be a difference? Yeah. Because we see that in, in sports all the time, and we see it more frequently in some than others, where it's like, okay, it, it doesn't look like it's working. We need to make some changes not only to the roster but to the coaching staff to see if if something is going to break through. Yeah, I mean, it's something as simple as, and I'm not saying this, this person needs to be fired or anything because I'm not calling for anyone's head. But, you know, if it's something like, say, if like Nate Thompson, the hitting coach, you're like, you know, maybe we just need to, it's not that he's a bad coach or a bad person or a bad recruiter, but maybe it's just for the sake of, hey, it's been going this way since, I guess, 2017. Let's mix it up a little bit. Let, let's just get a new energy in there, a new vibe, a new – a new guy that, uh, and while he goes and maybe gets a better job, you know, maybe it could be something as simple as that. I think it's kind of what Vitello did when he left. He went to Tennessee, and obviously we see the success that they're having too. But that's where it always you know. starts too. Before you get to one to make a head coaching change, you start looking at the, those assistant coaches and maybe make some changes there. And then if you don't get the results, now is time to look at the head coach. Yeah, well, we'll see because this offseason is going to be interesting as far as who's staying on the team, who's going, and. Who's going to be coming in? But we'll talk more about that and continue on with the Reaction Tuesday presented by Fleet Management Services here on Out of Bounds. Stay with us. Our care is a system of medical providers dedicated to bringing you the highest quality of health care. Our care, so you can live your story. This is 
Sports Center. Major news broke this morning as the PGA Tour, Wiv Golf, and DP World Tour all agreed to merge into a yet-to-be-named company. The deal will combine the PGA and the Wiv commercial businesses and rights. Stay tuned throughout the day for updates from the merger. In the NBA yesterday, a lot of news revolving around the Mavericks came out. First up, Kyrie Irving has consistently expressed his desire to remain a Maverick and is unlikely to take a discount to go to another team. On top of that, he's recruiting LeBron James to Dallas. Although sources say that move is unlikely to happen due to the Mavericks not having the pieces to complete a trade. Then news came out that they are looking to gauge Jeff Van Gundy's interest in becoming an assistant on Jason Kidd's staff. Van Gundy was last a head coach in 2007 for the Rockets. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Hi, I'm Arkansas Attorney Stan Miller with Pinnacle Global. If you're an Arkansas business owner or nonprofit, call us to see if you qualify for the Employee Retention Tax Credit. I'm an Arkansas business owner just like you. I partnered with local qualified CPAs, and we provide a detailed legal opinion for each ERTC client. Let us help you get the money you deserve. Visit us at pgwealthconsulting.com or call us 501-352-9497. That's 501-352-9497. This is Trey Reed from the Wild Side on 1037 The Buzz, inviting you to join Mark Hedrick and me Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Brought to you by West Rock Landing at Lake Maumelle, Edwards Food Giant, all about tire and brake, battery outfitters, and Crater Bills Outdoors, Hot Springs, and Little Rock locations. It's the Wild Side, Tuesday at 7 p.m., only on 1037 The Buzz. On your way to the Little Rock Airport this morning, while you're away, we're pampering your car. We can fix or replace your windshield, even help file the insurance claim. Imagine returning home to a car that has been washed and detailed, plus had an oil change, brake inspection, even a tire rotation. And if you return to a dead battery or a flat tire, we're there to get you back on the road. Fast, secure parking for less than municipal airport parking. Expressway Airport Parking, left of the airport entrance. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has... Gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the Crock-Pot this morning? (laughs) With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See Gary Elmore in Lone Oak, Justin Stewart in Malvern, or Drew Self in Hot Springs. It's Justin Acre for CertiPro Painters. We're all getting ready for summer, and if you want to spruce up your home for summer, CertiPro Painters could be the answer you're looking for. Each CertiPro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate at CertiPro.com. That's Certa with a C. If you're thinking about getting a paint job done for the interior or exterior of your home, you need to hurry up and get on the schedule soon because it's filling up quickly. So plan for your next project. You'll be happy you did. Cleanliness, thoughtfulness, and attention to detail. You'll get all of it with my friends at CertiPro Painters. So get them scheduled for your project today. The year is almost halfway over, and you're still dealing with that knee and hip pain. Enough is enough already. Pills are not the answer. Surgery is not the answer. You need to call QC Kinetics today. Hey, everybody, it's RJ Hawk. With the summertime coming on right now, you want to be able to live your best life, right? The advanced regenerative medicine solutions at QC Kinetics can give you a life without chronic joint pains. You can do all those summer activities that you used to enjoy. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in taking healing properties from your own body and applying them right to those achy joints so your joint tissue can be repaired and restored naturally. The treatment is truly revolutionary. Patients across central Arkansas are having life-changing results and there's no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. If you have pain in your knees, your back, your shoulders, your hips, you need to stop what you're doing right now and call QC Kinetics for a free consultation. 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Once again, that number, 501-222-8440. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Another 3-2 pitch is on the way to Peyton Stovall. Swung on, hit high in the air, deep right field. That one's going to go onto the roof of the Hunt Center for a grand slam. On 103.7 The Buzz.
It is a Reaction Tuesday presented by Fleet Management Services here on Out of Bounds. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin. Want to hear from you, of course. 501-661-1037 is that number to call or to text in. And you know, uh, we opened about baseball, but once again, want to give a shout-out to our postseason sponsors here on 103.7 The Buzz for making the postseason possible. I know they, as well as we, wish it went a little bit further. But still, a, a huge shout-out to Bale Chevrolet, Bud Light, Jones & Son Jewelry, as well as Homer's Ace Hardware, Edwards Food Giant, and Lion Legal for uh, making it possible. So, had some great stuff out there. Got to talk to a lot of fans and get to hang out with them and especially see uh, how the uh, excitement was leading into it and then the uh, disappointment <laughs> yeah. that came out of it. So, I mean, that's just the way it is with sports and everything like that in general, but... Uh, you know, it was the weather was for the most part pretty accommodating. It did get a little warm, and the lightning delays were pretty frustrating. But uh, overall, for the short period of time it may have been, it was still a good time up in Fayetteville for the. So, regionals. in comparison with the two games, the first game against TCU, the game yesterday, what was the crowd like towards the the later innings in both those games? Because the first game, it's out of hand. You know, Arkansas is not coming back to win that one. And then last night, of course, when TCU takes the lead. You're still kind of hanging on to hope, but yeah. then once you got to that eighth inning, mm-hmm. it was like, all right, we know this isn't happening. Yeah, I, I would listen. I, I give the crowd a lot of kudos because not only in that first game against TCU, uh, where they're getting schlacked, but then you had the two lightning delays, so people were just like, all right, screw this, we're going home, and we'll come back for the Santa Clara game later. Uh, but I would say yesterday's crowd was, you know, for a two o'clock Monday afternoon game, and knowing that it's probably not in the cards and. Uh, you know, it, 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 I think the crowd was pretty solid for the most part, but once it got to that point to where I think they all said, all right, yeah, this ain't happening for us. Like, you have three hits through <laughs> seven innings. It's like, all right, we're, we're out of here. And, Getting an early jump on that traffic. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, I mean, I get it because it's also a weird thing. And, you know, teams deal with this all the time. And I'm not saying every fan was like this, but a lot of people are just like, man, I don't want to see another team celebrate on my field, you know, type of thing. Yeah. It's like you don't want to see – which they didn't dogpile. TCU didn't dogpile or anything. You know, you don't do that usually until you go to the World Series. But uh, it was a – it was just a feeling of, you know, like, hey, you know, this – we don't want to – we just want to go home in our disgust and uh, maybe drown our sorrows that way too. But, I mean, the crowd was good. They they tried to do what they could. They were energized. But, you know, again, TCU was just too much, just too much to deal with. And a game like that and the, the way that they score – that's a quick way to get the fans taken out of the game. Very quick way to get them taken out. Some of the fans that did hang around, though, at the end, they uh, they did give the Razorbacks an ovation, just reflecting mm-hmm. on the season as a whole and, and letting them know that they're still going to support them moving forward. So that's important to the team also because as fans, you have to be there through the good times yep. and the bad. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, I'll, and I'll say this. One of the things that uh, was going around on social media yesterday, and I thought it was – uh, I got to see it in person and as well as something I, I like to do it towards the end of the season, of course, in baseball, is, of course, fans are frustrated. They're mad. They're upset. They're, they're point fingers saying, fire people. This guy is bad. Whatever it is. But, when when you go over there and you, you kind of hover around where the parents are at for those players and knowing that a lot of them, it was the last time they're ever going to put on that uniform and everything, it really puts things a lot in, in perspective, which uh, there were a few players, of course, it was their last one and everyone knew it was their last game and there was a lot of emotions, but uh, to see like Brady Slavens, uh, he just walked out by himself to the outfield, and with all those years that are listed on the wall of postseason play, he just went over there and he hit one, each one that he was a part of, and just walked over and hit each one. Just a very emotional thing uh, for him, and, and knowing that it was his last hurrah at Arkansas. So even though like the frustrations built and everyone's mad, which I get, like I'm not saying you you shouldn't be or you can't be, but uh, that really kind of brings a lot of things out in the perspective of man, these are. These are kids that are just as disappointed, if not more so, that you, that they didn't get to make it any further and win a championship because uh, this was their last time in a Razorback uniform. So I think that that was a a really cool but also emotional thing, seeing parents and families and everybody involved there, too. Now, Brady Slavens and Zach Morris, they're both seniors. Are they seniors, including that COVID year? They don't have any more time? Now, you know that there's going to be additional players that leave for draft purposes, right. and they're going to leave early, but... Are those the only two guys? I mean, are they out of COVID years also? See, that's what I – it's hard to keep up with it because I was looking at the roster in general and, and just seeing, okay, this person's a senior. How long have they been around? You know, would they have that COVID year? Um, I, I, I honestly don't know. I, I, I thought that Slavens could essentially come back if he wanted to. But, man, the, 
the way that he was out there, it didn't look like he was. So maybe there's just some guys that could come back or has a year, but they're like, you know what, I'm I'm just going to move on, or maybe they're uh, fine with just uh, trying their hand at, at going pro. But, you know, but those are the like, only two, Slavens yeah. and Morris. Those are the yeah. only two that are listed as seniors. And so, you know, those are the ones that you think about if they have the option mm-hmm. to be able to come back. But, no, like you mentioned about Slavens, the the way that you saw him on the field at the end, you you know that that's mm-hmm. it for him. And uh, whether that just means he's ready to move on because he knows that it's time to go ahead and pursue that, that pro career. But outside of those guys, you know that there are other draft-eligible players that – that's going to be an option for them, and they're going to look into it. Yeah, and that was a, was it's great that you brought that up because that's also a reason why I like going over there is because I feel like you can get a good indication on who's played their last game and who hasn't. Even the guys that are eligible to come back, you can kind of tell. And I'm not trying to say this is reporting or anything. This is just my opinion on the matter just from what I saw. But from guys that are actually out on the field and contributors, like Caleb Cowley's not a guy that's coming back. I don't think he's coming back. Uh, just based on from what I heard and just from what uh, it looked like from him out on the field. Of course, uh, uh, you know, John Bolton's not coming back uh, at that shortstop position. None of the outfielders, whether it's Borfren or uh, 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 Josenberger or Wagner, I don't think any of those guys are coming back. Uh, those are just, again, those are just ones that I looked at, and I'm like, okay, I can kind of tell they're very emotional about it and everything. And, uh, of course, we'll talk to him hopefully later in the show and Hunter Holland. He's a guy, I'll be honest, I don't think he comes back. We'll talk to him and let him, you know, we'll ask him the question, and it's up to him whether or not he, he answers that or uh, gives us that. But it's just off the vibe I'm getting. So, you know, you you got guys that just want to take that next step, and, you know, the draft will come up, and uh, a lot of guys will be, uh, you know, interested. In, like, for instance, Will McIntyre, which he's done a phenomenal job in postseason, local kid here from Arkansas, and I'm uh, very close with, it, with his dad, Madison. Uh, you know, they were talking about, you know, wanting to come back, possibly coming back next year. But then it's it's almost like the joke of like well yeah but if you get that if you get drafted and all of a sudden one hundred fifty thousand dollars is put in front of you it's like hey you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do so there's even some guys that may say you know what I'm coming back or I'm feeling like I'm coming back but that MLB draft and that money may come in and you, you just change your mind so absolutely. that absolutely could happen there's always a number in mind and these guys have that number in mind and if it's met by the Major League Baseball club that drafts them then, you know, most likely they are moving on. Yeah, and I don't, and you can't blame them for it. Not at all. Not at all. But uh, as far as uh, as far as far the, the players that, uh, you know, are coming back just because of, the, you know, they're not to that third year net, you can count on Diggs being back next year, which is going to be huge. Our guy, Peyton Stovall, he's going to be back next year. So good to see him. Hagen Smith will be back. Brady Tigert will be back. Uh, you're going to have Gage Wood back. Uh, I mean, you're talking about some guys that are really good pieces that uh, you can put around. Uh, even some local guys in the pitching, like Dylan Carter, I know he had his surgery and everything. He'll be back. You have Austin Ledbetter, he'll be back too. Uh, you're going to have some pieces. You're going to have some guys that you'll be able to, to work with. Uh, uh, the one, uh, one of the interesting ones, though, I will say, besides, of course, Will McIntyre, is also going to be Peyton Holt. Uh, I know he dealt with some injuries. He could go if he wanted to, but will he stay? Uh, I guess uh, we'll figure that out. But uh, he's a guy that could end up going and yeah, uh, maybe not. Uh, maybe not doing some of this. So, anyways, there's, there's a few guys that are kind of like could go either way, but we'll just have to wait and see here in the coming days and once the MLB draft happens to see what they do. It'll too. be interesting with Diggs. Looking forward to next year. Like, where does he play now? Because for the majority of the season, he was the DH and he's hot, you know, at the plate mm-hmm. and he he bats well. But to be that complete player and a player that Major League Baseball is looking at, they want to see what you can do on the field, and we know that. He plays not only infield, but for the most part plays outfield. But he is that versatile type player that he can do both. Oh, yeah. And so it would be interesting to see where he actually ends up as far as uh, from the defensive standpoint in the field. Yeah, because it's like not only with uh, Diggs, but you think about like the, the two Paytons of Stovall and Holt if they came back. They both played second base. So it's like, well, both of them are good enough to where you want them on the infield at some point. So, you know, does one guy move to another position? Maybe does one go to short, one go to third? You know, they maybe say, hey, Stove, do you want to go back to first like you did in the freshman year? You know, there's guys like that to where they're coming back, and it's just a matter of getting them on the field in some position. Because like a McLaughlin, who was a, a guy who had a really good bat, he played a, more of a first base naturally. 
Uh, but they had to move him over to third base just to try to get something going there, too. You know, There's guys that will be back next year that could be back next year that may be playing different positions just because of uh, they want as many guys like that in the lineup and just trying to find a place for them that they'll fit into as well. So, uh, yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them that's uh, going to have to – uh, figure out what they're going to do and uh, also uh, what position they're going to play. But they, and they at this talent. point, you wouldn't think that there would be as much turnover in this roster that happened last year. Right. But last year, we actually didn't see that it being that much turnover at the time. No, I know. Yeah, it's like it's you're going to get. I think even and again, Dave Van Horn said about them getting wrecked in the MLB draft. They'll get a lot of big time players drafted uh, out of high school that may they may not get. And of course, the portal will be a thing too. But that's what the offseason is about. I think we can all agree, though, that this is next year's team is going to be a highly talented team once again, and the expectation is going to be the same. It's just the way it is. It's just a matter of uh, putting it together and also please staying healthy. That's, that's the main thing, staying healthy next year. Can't have another year like you had this past year and having all those injuries. Uh, first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line. Love this from Cattleman. He said, today might feel like working overtime for y'all after those two 30-minute shows you guys had on Friday <laughs> and Sunday. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, putting in the extra work here on the, on these days there, too. That was, that was good. That was a good one, Cattleman. Uh, let's see. Uh, from the 501, it says, the issue that we as Razorback fans is that we have absolutely no recent titles in the three major sports. Every other SEC team has a major sport title of some kind in the last 15 to 20 years. Even teams with similar brand recognition as us have some kind of title. Mississippi State has a baseball. Ole Miss has a baseball. Vandy has a baseball. Even Missouri has two SEC East titles. It's ridiculous and disappointing each year as a Razorback fan. Uh, it gets to a point to where it is ridiculous. Wow. Put in hey. the work and the research there. Man, yeah, it's not that uh, you've been thinking about that for a while. But, no, I get it. Like, it, it is frustrating. But I like how he said uh, Missouri has two SEC East titles. Well, what about those regular – if you're doing that, aren't you going to put in some regular season titles that Arkansas has won and, you know, baseball or something like the that? We- or, or just won the SEC as far as – you know, they tied with Florida, but yeah. they just won the SEC. Yeah, and then and Arkansas, let's be honest, too, in the past 15, 20 years, they did win an SEC West title in football. They yeah, did do that, that. that's probably long forgotten about. But, say, yeah, but 2006, <laughs> yeah. 15, 20 years. Yeah, you know, yeah. when close. you're being technical, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's trying to find everything that you can with it. Uh, from the 501, says, how could you not walk the guy that hit two grand slams and the next time he's up to play the next game? Even the next game you play them. Man, that guy, uh, Trey Richardson, my goodness. He had another home run yesterday. My. I just was like, I, I don't, man, I'm sure that there's been performances that have been like that in a regional or at least close to it. But as far as me seeing in a person, I, I was just shook. I couldn't believe that this guy has only hit, what was it, two home runs entering into this past weekend. And, he, I mean, he looked out there like he was Barry Bonds. Just everything. that Because not only did he get, well, what was it, four home runs, but he had about two of them that was like this close. It's like this, he was definitely just yeah. It. One yesterday, uh, I don't know if it was more than that, but there was one before he hit his home run. I think yeah. that went to the warning track. Yeah, I was just like, man, that guy was just blasting it all over the place. Uh, he was good. He was really good. And even David Orr was like, you just got to tip your cat to that guy or tip your hat to that guy. It was awesome. And, and not only uh, you saw the power that he has, the guy is fast also. Yep. Yep. Yep, he's got it all. He's a speedster. He's got it all. Oh, oh and uh, there was a funny moment. Now, you being at the game, of course, you probably didn't realize this was happening at the time. But after he hit the home run, he started cramping up. And so oh. he uh, he's in the dugout, and, and he's holding his side. And they're like, oh, man, that looks like an oblique. You know, they're kind mm-hmm. of speculating. And they're like, man, I hope that's not nothing serious. And then when they replayed it again, you could tell that he's going to the bench and he grabs the back of his leg first. So, and then he grabbed his side. So he was just cramping the whole right side oh of his gosh. body. And then you could read one of his team, one of the teammates. You could read his lips where he he looked at him and he saw him kind of you know slumped over and, and falling over to the bench. And he goes, Trey, you're tripping, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so but he, he was just you know having fun uh, at that point. He yeah. knew that he was having cramps, but. He, He's just like, Trey, come uh-huh. on, man. You're tripping, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I can imagine, man, how many times you had to round the bases. You know, not everybody gets to, to round, the, round the bases like he got to. And I'm sure he was cramping up. It was hot and it was, it was, it was humid out there, too. So, uh, But that, I didn't get to see that. That's awesome. Also, uh, first of all, somebody can trust text line. Let's see, this uh, comes from the 501. It says, I guarantee there's no one more upset that the season's over than those players. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the coaching staff, too. If you don't believe it, just go out there and look. You can watch those videos and see those players. 
Um, let's see. 501 says uh, McLaughlin was a golden glove at third base as well. True. Yeah, he was a golden glove there. And he says, uh, also about, I would have had that bat taken to that dude drug tested. No way he only hit two home runs all year, especially in that small ballpark with the way and hit four and bomb. Just no way. Hey, sometimes when you're feeling it, you're feeling it. And he was feeling it, man. He was just, uh, it's he, whatever he was seeing out there. It was it was just you couldn't stop it. It's rare to get a grand slam, but to get two in one game and then back overall back. in two games he hits four home runs all together, that's that's rarefied air. Yeah. I just again you get I I've never seen anything like it, but it's pretty awesome. And then uh also from the uh, Asher Record Life fan feedback that uh this comes from just Diamond Hogs says I'll state the inevitable that the injured field season was frustrating, although we were ranked at the top all season. I'm just wondering how many hogs will get drafted during July 9th through 11th. Also, will the top three draft picks be drafted from the SEC at 1, 2, and 3? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I have no idea because I don't know the mock drafts there, but, I mean, I do know that there will be quite a few Razorbacks drafted in that MLB draft. So there was, a, um, there was a graphic that they put up about SEC players. Now, it wasn't even SEC players. It was just players that were in the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. and it listed where they were projected. And it started at two. So I was like, wait, there's a player in college baseball that the team didn't make the NCAA tournament that they're projecting to be number one overall because all we've heard about were uh, the couple of LSU players, Cruz and, and Skeen, yeah. and uh, maybe one of the players from Wake Forest. But, no, it started at two. So I was wondering, like, who is the number one prospect that they're saying and their team is not even in the NCAA tournament? Interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I, I figured it'd be like a Skeens or, or, or Cruz or somebody like that, but that's interesting. Was it like the ESPN mock draft? Or yeah, was it was like, one of their guys, okay. one of their um, hmm. draft experts. Yeah, I'd like to look that up just to see because maybe there's a guy that's out there that I didn't even think of or you know that's in there in the mix. But, I mean, listen, the SEC's littered with talent, and there's a reason why. Uh, you got a lot of teams still in the Supers that are trying to make the World Series. I mean, our, once again, the SEC could have four teams in the College World Series, but they're going to have at least two. So, uh, yeah, there's a reason why they got a lot of talent there, too. Uh, before we take a break, we've got a few calls. Let's go ahead and go to Tom, who's in Whitehall. What's up, Tom? Hey, what's up, guys? Got a quick question for y'all. Yeah. So, we're talking about guys that may or may not return, and, and uh, there's a name that I haven't really heard yet. Um, which to me would, would generate a lot of buzz um, is Jackson Wiggins. Hmm. Well, what do you what are y'all's thoughts on uh, Wiggs coming back for for that year? You know, he was highly touted, got hurt, uh, and all that. Curious, I'll hang up a list. Appreciate it. I appreciate it, Tom. I I think Jackson's gone. I I think that he moves on. I know that you know coming off of a season-ending injury, especially Tommy John's. Uh, you know, you look at it, you think you want to come back, but you know he's he's an upperclassman. Uh, you know, I think that there's a lot of upside to him. He throws hard, man. He, he throws in the hundreds. He's got an arm on him. But, you know, it, it may be one of those deals to where people see his upside and they're like, hey, let's let's go ahead and take you now, coming off of Tommy John's, where we can work with you instead of, uh, you know, maybe risking coming back to college and, and having something happen there. Too. And when that option is there for you as a player, you take that option. That's because right. Because there's, there's guaranteed money that's attached to it, and you want to make sure you take advantage of that guaranteed money. Yeah, you got to take advantage of it. Perfectly timed because we're going to have, oh, I'm sure, just uh, one minute for him because I probably know what he's going to say. Real quick, Navy Mike, what's up, Navy? What do you have to say? Uh, well, I, of the three of the six SEC teams left, um, you know, in the Supers, he's got three that haven't won a national championship. True that. You know, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Alabama. You know, if one of those go on to win the national championship, it will be the seventh different SEC uh, program to win a national championship since Dave Van Horn got to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And it will be the eight different SEC uh, you know, programs to have one overall in the conference. That'll be eight out of 14. Okay. Yeah. So where's Arkansas in that equation? I think you just Nowhere. mentioned it. Yeah. Why not? You know, you, you get, you get, Dave Van Horn's been here for a quarter century. It's true. He's got, the best, he's got the best facilities, the best recruiting classes, the best stadium, the best quote-unquote atmosphere. 
What more does he need? And how much- I'll tell you what, Navy, we're up against it. You know what he needs? A national championship. We all know what he needs. But hasn't happened yet. It will eventually. More Out of Bounds coming up. Rock out with the only American-style sushi experience. Rock and roll sushi. Founded on great food and rock and roll. Rock and roll? Rock and roll sushi. Deliciously twisted flavors and a rock and roll vibe that'll blow your mind. We got hibachi, too. Chicken, shrimp, filet, lobster, grilled vegetables, savory fried rice, and super salad. Rock and roll sushi for lunch or dinner. Rockandrollsushi.com. With four locations to choose from in Benton, Conway, and two in Little Rock. Hey everybody, it's John Neighbors. Listen every day to Out of Bounds to hear what Joe and I have to say about what's trending on social media and whether listeners agree or disagree. Engaging conversations about engaging topics. Sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansans with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Find them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA. That's 833-886-5282. Call today. Hey, Laura Beth, I love that Kauffman by Design West has what it takes to make a big holiday weekend even bigger and better. Yeah, David, we at Kauffman proudly support our active military, first responders, and veterans, and we want to make these holiday weekends super special. You can chill and grill with our large selection of Pelican coolers or even the big green egg grills that range from size small to extra large. We can provide the home items that you need to make it a great holiday to remember. If you want to have a great holiday, check out Kauffman by Design West on Highway 10 right past Taylor Loop Road or check them out online at KauffmanLumber.com. When guys buy an engagement ring, we are getting engaged. But when girls get the engagement ring, they're getting married. So if you recently got engaged, then it's time for wedding bands. At Jones & Son, we have just the thing for you. Wedding band weekends, each weekend in June. Save up to $2,000 off select styles and wedding bands for both women and men. Jones & Son has hundreds of wedding bands to choose from. And even if you didn't buy your engagement ring from us, I'm sure we can match your ring and save you money. Hi, I'm Jacob Jones. Check out wedding band weekends all June only at Jones and Son Fine Jewelry. I'm Hunter Bell at Bell Chevrolet. We know the best part of being in Arkansas is the people. That's why we believe you're not just customers. You're our friends and family. We're determined to go above and beyond to help make things a little easier. And we put in the hours every day so we can take care of our families and you can take care of yours. We are here for you, Arkansas. Come help us make it even better at Bale. Shop Bale Chevrolet and BaleChevrolet.com today. Find new roads. Hey, it's Roger Scott from my friends at Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton and their summer auto loan specials that's available for all five counties that Alcoa serves. Interest rates as low as 2.49%. Take the summer off and make no payments for 90 days. Or how about 84 months financing? Offer valid on new 22 or 23 models, or you can refinance your current auto loan. Go to alcoacommunityfcu.org and apply securely online today. Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton, now serving Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. When the game goes into overtime. But... The game goes into overtime. The choice to enjoy is easy. Bud Light. Easy to drink. Easy to enjoy. Pick up Bud Light at your local convenience store today. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Tune in to Out of Bounds each Monday for Reaction Monday brought to you by Fleet Management Services. Serving Central Arkansas for over 20 years, they're your small to mid-sized fleet specialists. Fleet Management Services is looking for a maintenance tech. Oil changes, tires, general maintenance. 100% paid health insurance. Match 401k, paid holidays, paid vacation. The right person can make $600 per week. Call 501-375-3672. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Pitch to Slavens, hit high in the air, deep to right center. That ball's going to go out of here. A two-run homer for Brady Slavens. And the Hogs are back on top. On his sixth of the year. On 103.7 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has the best deals in the market. Been doing it 60 plus years. Give them a call. 501-982-2102. You want to take advantage of no payments for 90 days so you can get a new vehicle. 
Don't have to worry about payments for three months. 1.9% is available on Blazer, Equinox, Trailblazer, Traverse, and Silverado is equipped with the TurboMax engine, and that's when financing with GM and a well-qualified buyer. Pre-owns, they're always going to be good enough for mom. Not going to put you in a vehicle that Guatney wouldn't feel comfortable putting their own mom in, so they're going to go through all the pre-owns and make sure everything checks out on them. Make the trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, GuatneyChevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise a vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value, whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guatney Chevrolet. Guatney is always actively buying vehicles, so you get a great deal on a vehicle that you trade in or sell. Get a deal started today on GuatneyChevrolet.com and also see the entire inventory of new and pre-owns. It's all there. It's Guatney Chevrolet. Guadney Chevrolet is Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guadney Chevrolet. GuadneyChevrolet.com. It is Out of Bounds here on a Reaction Tuesday presented by Fleet Management Services. As we're going to have Andrew Ellis of Hogsports.com uh, joining us here in about 15 minutes. And a uh, reminder, Hunter Holland, Razorback left-hand pitcher, is going to join us at 3.05 today thanks to McCard's Barbecue. Looking forward to catching up with him and uh, just recapping the season, but also finding out what the future holds for Hunter Holland. So looking forward to to that, and uh, especially uh, knowing that you know I, I got a chance to talk to his mom Kimberly and and her uh, and his entire family, and they are awesome people, and they were just so thankful for for Arkansas fans, and uh, she she just loves when he comes on our show and says that she shares it to everybody she can and everything. So. Uh, it was awesome catching up with them and, and getting to meet them and uh, getting to talk with Hunter a little bit uh, there in person, too. So it's it's a thing where, I, I mean, it would be awesome if he comes back, but I think he's a good enough guy to where he's going to go pro. And if he does, uh, I'm going to miss him. Wish him best of luck because, man, it uh, he's been awesome whenever he's come on our show for the past few weeks. And thanks to McCard's Barbecue for making that happen. That's a special moment, um, not only, you know, having the family there for the support and them being able to see some games, but – the way that the season comes to an end and you know that that could be the end for him in a Razorback uniform, it makes it even that more, much more special. The fact that his family was there to see if that is the end of his Razorback career. Yeah. And he had a, he had a nice little showing there as, uh, as much as he did during the season too. He had a, had a lot going on. I know he had to deal with an injury, but said, we'll talk to him about that and a lot more here in a little over an hour, but there's a lot of things going on in the sports world. So let's go ahead and talk about what's trending. What's trending in the world of sports is sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansas with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? And I know we talked baseball, but... Pretty significant news in the national world of sports. Good grief. All right, PGA Tour, Live Golf. It's been ongoing for how many years now as far as the debates and the, the, the squaring off and the, uh, the, the rivalry and the pod shots being taken and just all this stuff, all for it today to be coming together now to unify under one umbrella. <laughs> Just, uh, it, it's absurd. So the PGA Tour, DP World Tour, and Live Golf League, uh, which, of course, with the legal battles and everything, they've agreed to unify and move forward in a larger commercial business. The circuit's announced today. The tour is called the Stunning Development, a landmark agreement on a global basis. And Jay Monahan said, there's been a lot of tension in our sport over the last couple of years. What we're talking about is today coming together to unify the game of golf and under one umbrella, we recognize that together we can have a far greater impact on this game than we can working apart. And the game of golf is better for what we have done here today. So what the players have been asking for for you know the minute that this whole deal started, where there was a split, and then you catch the players by surprise. They're surprised more than anyone because they were learning this information just like everybody else online this morning. Yeah, in fact, uh, on the ESPN story written about it, it said uh, one PGA Tour player who was reached out by ESPN simply responded with, no bleeping way, is what his first response was. And, uh, you know, Colin Morikawa even went on Twitter and says, I love finding out new morning news on Twitter, and everyone thought yesterday was the longest day in golf. <laughs> you know, like, he, he was even, uh, you know, stunned by it. And, 
And of course, Phil Mickelson then says, "Hey, it's an awesome day today on Twitter." So just a lot of a lot of craziness and a lot of confusion. And man, it's you know it was already a. Uh, a, a battle back and forth and something that was really weird that was you're just wondering if the resolution would ever get passed but man if you're a PGA player you there's a lot of them and probably rightfully so they're very upset by this or at least upset that the way that it went about and how they found out and, and knowing what they all went through to just see oh we're no we're coming together now caving to the money if you will and, and trying to make this work so well what Liv did for them especially the ones that were deep into uh, just Backing the PGA from the start and not wanting to discuss live or or doing away with the golfers that left to go to live. What it did was it helped them along the way in increasing purses for the tour events that they are they are competing in and uh, made it an overall better product. So even if they did have some type of harsh feelings to begin with, the overall result here is. You got more money. That's what everybody's always striving for. Big ball. And then uh, some of the things that they were wanting to possibly lean towards changing and kind of moving forward within the future and not necessarily being everything based on traditions, they're getting some of those things met now. Well, I guess I look at it, too, that if you're one of those PGA players that got offered a lot of money to go to live... And you turned it down because it's you know your your morals or whatever your what you believed in. And you stuck it with the PGA, and then it's like now now it's just coming together as one. I feel like that that's probably the ones that are probably the most ticked off by because it's almost like man I should have taken that money because we were going to end up on being unified anyways. Like what was the point of all of us standing behind and standing together and holding firm if at the end of the day it was just going to be a unified thing? It just seemed like it was almost a waste for a lot of those guys. They still have plenty of details to work out. This is just preliminary right, right. as far as even the players knowing what's going on. But it seems like at this point they're still trying to operate as separate entities. You know, you're on either the Live Tour, you're on the PGA Tour, or you're on the DP World Tour. They may have modified rules and everything, but a statement has already been made by the PGA Tour that players that want to return from the Live Tour, they still could face penalty and suspension and fines if they're going to return because... It's still lined under PGA's current rules. Jeez, so that's like you know, basically the story's not over yet. There's still some things that have to go through Plenty and have to things. develop to, before it all comes to fruition. Uh, a, a couple other headlines, real quick, for take top the hour update. Kind of a scary thing. So two Cleveland Browns players were robbed at gunpoint by six masked men. Uh, they redacted the names of the victims in the incident. But a team source confirmed that the two players were cornerback Greg Newsom II as well as defensive tackle Perrion Winfrey. Neither was harmed during the incident, but it happened at a nightclub early Monday morning. When they got to his truck in a nearby parking lot, six, six masked men jumped out of an unknown car and robbed them at gunpoint. In addition to stealing jewelry, the suspects fled and Newsom's truck sold by stealing his truck. So just a scary thing, man, like out there. And people wonder why NFL players or just big-time athletes and everything have security teams and people around them for stuff like this. I mean, it's it's this thing where it's glad that I'm sure they're glad that nobody was hurt, or at least they weren't hurt. But yeah, absolutely, man. yeah. The the stuff, the uh, accessories and jewelry and all all that stuff can be replaced. Yeah, but uh, can't replace lives or anything else like that. So yeah, just a crazy story there. We have more headlines we'll get into in the second hour. We're still going to do best and worst of the weekend in the second hour too. But we also have Andrew Ellis joining us next, so we'll keep it moving here on a Reaction Tuesday, presented by Fleet Management Services on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Listen for Birthday Trivia in the Zone with Justin and Wes, presented by Elia's Mexican Grill in Moralton, home of the Chocolate Nachos. Take exit 108 for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. Guys, if you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center today. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for $155 a month.